everyone. Welcome back to another episode of On The Mix. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today I am talking to you guys about a story that I found to be so fascinating. I was just kind of looking up to see what kind of interesting stories James Brown has got under his belt because I like his music, but I don't really know a whole lot about him and his story personally. So when I was doing a little bit of background research, I happened to find this incident where apparently he saved Boston shortly after the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Without any further introduction, let's get right into the story of how James Brown saved Boston. This is going to be fascinating. So on April 5th, 1968, this was the day after the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. in Memphis, Tennessee. City officials in Boston were scrambling to prepare for an expected second straight night of unrest. Basically, what they were saying, from my understanding, was a lot of the major cities in America after this assassination were burning. Um, they were on fire and there was a lot of like looting and vandalism. It was um, it was crazy. It was pandemonium because, you know, people were rioting about this assassination. So people were getting upset. And so people thought, well, Boston's the next natural city for this to happen. And it, you know, because Boston's a major city. Um, so the city officials, like the mayor, who at the time, his name was Kevin White, and um, the committee members and other things, other people, they were thinking about how do we stop Boston from going under like all of the other cities in America at the time? So Mayor Kevin White at the time decided to stand in front of a largely black dominated audience because um, from my understanding at the time, Roxbury and the South End in Boston were predominantly uh, black neighborhoods. So that's where a lot of the crime and the looting and uh, the possible riots were happening. So Kevin White, the mayor at the time, stood in front of this audience, along with dozens of police that stood at attention to make sure that nothing would go untoward here. The band members who feared they'd be shot on the way over sat quietly at their instruments. So basically what was going on here was James Brown was already scheduled to make an appearance that night at the Boston Public Garden. James Brown was already scheduled to make an appearance that night at the Boston Garden. This had been scheduled for months and it nearly didn't even happen. So James Brown already touched down in Massachusetts and he was prepared for the show, but due to these uprisings and the fires and the riots and things, Kevin White, the mayor, decided, well, maybe we should just cancel this concert. But James Brown was very upset, right? So James Brown and his band, along with the mayor, they stood to an audience and they talked to this audience. And basically, you know, he just addressed the people to explain that Martin Luther King Jr. had passed away. And then he was saying that we in Boston will honor Dr. King in peace. And then he concluded that, you know, James Brown was going to uh, perform, but it was going to be different. At James Brown's request, the audience gave the politician a round of applause. So people were very happy that great James Brown is going to continue on. He's going to do his show, but it's going to look a lot different than what it was initially planned to be. So if I can kind of set the picture a little bit here, Kevin White had strongly restrained the Boston police from cracking down on minor violence and protests after the assassination, while a lot of religious and community leaders had worked to keep 
you know, anger from rising and all of that unnecessary violence and negative energy. It obviously wasn't what people were looking for. You know, this was a thing where Boston was trying to be saved from being a potential city that could collapse due to the riots, right? So he was faced with a politically impossible choice. Did he want to anger the black community members from Boston by canceling James Brown's tour over, you know, fears of inciting riots and things? Or did he want to antagonize police and other people and, you know, high echelon people and the government, you know, in Boston and committee members by ignoring their fears like, hey, if you let James Brown play in Boston tonight, this could totally incite riots and start a fire and it just will be pandemonium. So he was kind of conflicted on did he want to stick with the side of the people or did he want to stick to his own government appointed people and go to their side and stay on the good side of the law? So it was decided that James Brown was going to perform, but it was going to be different. Kevin White arranged to have James Brown's performance uh, at the Boston Garden broadcast multiple times on Boston's public television station called WGBH. And he thought, well, if we broadcast the concert to people's televisions for free, then this will stop people from going out into the streets. This will keep people in their houses, right? So they thought, well, this is a great idea. They don't have to pay to go to the concert. They can just stay in their house and we'll bring cameras to the, you know, Boston Garden while James Brown is playing and we'll televise it to the people of Boston so that way people can just stay in their houses and be safe. That seems like a good idea. However, James Brown wasn't really happy with the thought that this would end up losing him roughly $60,000 due to a non compete agreement relating to this televised concert because obviously when you televise this concert people can't pay for the price of admission because it's for free and according to my understanding James Brown kind of needed this money so he thought well if we broadcast it to the public I could lose roughly $60,000 just from not being able to obviously pay for a so-called quote-unquote ticket you know what I'm saying So James Brown made a deal with the mayor and said, listen, you can televise the concert, but I'm demanding the $60,000 for quote unquote gate fees. And then he said, listen, if you don't give me the $60,000, he threatened to go public about this secret arrangement, basically meaning like, you know, listen, if you don't pay up and give me the money that I'm owed because I'm saving not only Boston, but I'm saving your political behind, then I'll make it be known to the public that you didn't want to compensate me, basically. So Kevin White eventually lobbied the -the behind-the-scenes power brokering group known as The Vault to come up with the money for James Brown's quote-unquote gate fee and other special programs contributing to a total of $100,000. So it ended up being $40,000 more than James Brown put out there on the table in their deal, but hey, that's a pretty good comeback. So that's not bad. James Brown ended up receiving $15,000 from Boston. So, you know, not bad there. Kevin White also persuaded management at the Garden to give up their share of receipts to make up the differences. 
So it was all going to be like worked out behind the scenes to figure this out and get everything going. So this is really good. You know, James Brown gets his money. The concert's going to be televised to the Boston people. It's going to work. It doesn't sound like it could work, but this is how James Brown ends up saving Boston. The broadcast of Brown's concert had the exact effect that it was intended to, as Boston saw less crime that night than would be expected, right? Obviously, you know, this is a really, really bad time in American history right now, and Boston was naturally the next city to go under. And so James Brown was already scheduled to play there, and he ends up saving Boston due to the music that he plays, and then figuring out how do we not only give the people the music so that they don't have to go outside and incite violence, they stay at home, but then also how does James Brown get compensation? Because that's a fair argument. Like, James Brown shouldn't have really done this for free. I mean, it would have maybe been nice if he didn't ask for money. But, you know, listen, I mean, he was a performer and I think, you know, you should kind of give your performers and entertainers the money that they're owed. That's my opinion. So James Brown launched into his show, starting with a soulful version of Frank Sinatra's My Way. And upon remembering this momentous occasion in Boston, James Brown had to say, Throughout the show, Between Songs, I talked about Dr. King and urged the people to stay calm. I announced a song title and tried to work the title into a little rap about Dr. King and the whole situation. I talked about my own life and where I'd come from. At one point, when I was reminiscing about Martin, I started to cry. A few tears rolling out, you know, nothing anybody could really see. But it was like it was all starting to really sing in what we lost. I pulled myself together. I thought that would do the most good and went on with the show. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely an extremely emotional, tumultuous time. You know, I mean, this one man has to kind of save an entire city and also has to deal with the fact that Martin Luther King... Junior was just assassinated, which everyone was so upset about for various reasons. And so unfortunately, James Brown had to kind of be like the catalyst to kind of like calm everyone down. And he was also struggling as well to keep it together. So we have to give it up to James Brown to put on a massively amazing, successful performance. There was one time in the show, however, where it appeared that like maybe a little bit of a riot wouldn't start because a handful of young fans started to climb on stage during the concert while the police began to like forcefully throw them down and push them away from the stage. You know, James Brown saw this and he was like, hold on a minute, like back up from the stage. And then he addressed the crowd to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, wait, step down now. Be a gentleman. Now, I asked the police to step back because I think I can get some respect from my own people. So he was talking to the crowd to say, listen, we can't do this. We can't do this to each other. He ends up continuing to say, now, are we together or are we ain't? You know, he said, come on now, we have to do this. We have to come together, united as one, for the common goal of not getting angry and upset right now. We just have to stay together for however long the concert was. I would imagine maybe an hour, you know, and and just have fun. You know, forget about the bad times. Don't let the bad times get you down. Just have fun. So that's what James Brown was faced with. That was really the only time during the concert where like maybe something could have happened, but he reeled it in and he was good about it. So it was great. You know, he successfully restored order and peace while he also kept the police away from the crowd because also 
the police could get a little overzealous, right? So he tried to keep the police calm. He tried to keep the audience calm. It was just kind of like a lot of trying to control the fear mongering that was happening on both sides, which is hard to do while you're on stage and you're trying to perform and you're the so-called godfather of funk and soul and you're trying to like put on a show up there. So it's hard. But he ended up doing an amazing, an amazing concert. Following the successful performance where he managed to keep people at home watching the concert for free and then the people that already ended up paying for ticket that they already had for months to the show, they enjoyed the concert as well. It was very successful on a lot of fronts. Um, so after this performance, James Brown was counseled by President Johnson to urge cities ravaged from the riots following Martin Luther King's assassination to not resort to violence. And he basically told them to cool it. There's another way to come together and it doesn't have to be due to violence or anger or hatred. You know, this is obviously a very stressful, upsetting time in American history. Like I said, for a multitude of obvious reasons, but James Brown had to kind of be the one in the middle to kind of like mediate the situation. For some reason, James Brown was just the one to do it. I guess it was just maybe like right place at the right time and it was saved. So Boston was saved and our historic buildings were saved from pillaging and fires and vandalism because of James Brown and no one had to get hurt. No one suffered any bad injuries. No one had to die because of all these riots and things in Boston. So Boston was saved because of James Brown. And you know what? I had, I had a moment to think about this after. I'm like, Boston should really put up a statue of James Brown, at least in the Boston Garden or around the common. They should put up a statue for him or, I don't know, a plaque or something for James Brown because I didn't know this. Like I said, I, I have grown up all my life in New England and I never knew this fact. So I thought, why would I not share this information? I just found this out. So I had to share that. Um, James Brown saved Boston from ruin. So thank you guys very much for listening. I hope that you guys have an amazing day and that you learned something today that you hadn't known about before. I will see you guys next Wednesday with another episode of On The Mix. Talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.